AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome back to the Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 The Word. You know, I was uh, been reading, and you know me, I like to read the Bible. And so in the book of Numbers, there's a, such an interesting story. Uh, and in chapter 13, verse 30, it says, But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. He says, Let's go. Let's go at once to take the land. He said, We can certainly conquer it. This is a, a pivotal moment in the life of Israel. And uh, there wasn't too many people that believed, that had the faith. And man, I, I wonder, I wonder why. God had been with them. God had shown his mighty hand to them. And the minute they see a little bit of a, of a hurdle, they're at the border of their miracle. They're right about a quarter mile from their miracle. They're, they're right there. And, uh, and word gets out that they can't do it by the ten spies. But these two, Caleb being one of them, Joshua being the other one, they were ready to go. And I want to encourage you that the year is still young, and maybe you've already failed on your resolutions. <laughs> maybe you've gained instead of lost. Maybe I don't know what it was. But, but I want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't quit and, and, and take Caleb's advice. Quiet, quiet the mouth of those that are speaking negativity, those that are speaking doubt, those that, are, that don't have the faith to do what God has called you to do and accomplish this year. You know, God has called you to do it. And I think it's up to us to surround us with people that encourage us, that speak life, that speak faith. And, and I think of another passage in the New Testament where, where Jesus is about to feed the 5,000. And, and uh, he says, he asks Philip, uh, how are we going to feed these? And Philip says, uh, it's impossible. No way. We can't do it. There's not a bakery. There's not money. We don't have this. We don't have that. And he emphasized on the negative. Uh, but somebody heard the same question and responded differently. That was Andrew. Andrew's the one that says, and he comes out and he says, hey, I found a lad, and he has some bread, and he has two fish, uh, you know, and, and he puts it out there. What can you do? I know it's a little bit, what, what can you do with this? This is what we have, Jesus. And you know, the, you know the rest of the story. Jesus takes it, blesses it, breaks it, and, and, uh, and you know, a few minutes later, they're collecting 12 barrels of miracle leftovers. Uh, you know, and so I want I want you to listen to Andrew. I want you to find an Andrew. And though Philip is <laughs> he's an inner circle guy to Jesus. He's a disciple. He's there. But man, he, he dropped the ball on this one. Uh but find your Andrew. Find someone that's gonna that's gonna encourage you. You know, it's going to feed life. It's gonna bring you the five loaves and the two fish and, and trust God to do uh, a miracle with your little bit. And surround yourself with those people. Surround yourself. Get listen to the word. Listen, listen to 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 a, a preaching to a preacher, or you know what? You become that preacher when when all else fails and you can't find someone to speak life into you. 
speak life into yourself. You know, David. David encouraged himself in the Lord, and uh, and I, and I think at the end of the day, that's really what our responsibility is: to believe, to have faith. And going back to this numbers thing, because of those ten guys that didn't believe, that you know, part of it, that generation did not enter, and it cost them. It cost them a lot, and so uh, you know the story. So it's worth believing. It's worth having faith. And faith is a risk, but man, it'll pay off. So have faith, people. And so I'm here with uh, my guest today and someone that I think can help you with your faith. Uh, someone that can help you get into the Word and, and, and dig into it and find out what is it that God is trying to tell me. Who can decipher this Bible? And so I'm here with uh, Darren Miller. Darren, thank you so much for being here today. He's the founder of Living Word Bible School. Darren, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. So, Darren, tell me about yourself. Before we get into the Bible school and we'll talk about that, but tell me about you. Who are you? Um, where, where are you from? Well, yeah, my name is Darren Miller. I'm actually from Kerrville. So I grew up in Kerrville, Texas, uh, lived there all the way up until 2020 when the Lord called me out of Kerrville into San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And so I now live on the northeast side in Universal City. I just tell people I live in San Antonio. It's easier that way, right? Yeah. Um, but since I was four years old, I've been in Kerrville. And, uh, you know, out there, I, I never had any aspiration to do ministry. Uh, my whole family was military. I thought I was going to go to the military, um, you know, but... As I was 17 years old, I got into some some trouble with the law, and that that kind of blocked me from my military path. And I found myself in a position, um, having always known who the Lord was, but never really, um, you know, knowing how to follow Him, was in and out of church, those type of things. I found myself in a position where I began to cry out to the Lord in a in a real way, you know, and God began to to move in my life in a powerful way. And so, thankfully, uh, my troubles kind of got dismissed from court, and it, it led me on a path of ministry. And so, uh, you know, I spent from 2014 to 2020 serving a church there in Kerrville. I've also served on nonprofit boards, as well as worked with indigenous missions all around the world mm-hmm. during some of that time. So I, I kind of have a, a broad, varying uh, ministry experiences. Yeah. Um, but in, that's your young, in your young age. In my, in my young age. How yeah. old are you? So I'm 30 years old. Yes, there you sir. go. You're a young yeah. man. And, uh, and, and to add on to that, you know, I'm married to my wonderful wife, Courtney. And we have six boys. Six boys. Six boys. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, people always ask me if I'm Catholic or Mormon, or I guess those are things, I don't know, uh, stereotypes, right? But uh, we, do have, we do have six boys, and uh, it's a blessing. So, like I said, spent from 2014 to 2020 serving a church and uh, other ministries in the yeah. Kerrville area, and now living here in, in northeast San Antonio. You know, you said something that I want to I wanna go back to. Uh, you cried out. Mm. And God and God responded. Is, isn't yeah. that a, an interesting thing? You know, because I think a lot a lot of people uh, lack the faith even to cry out. Mm. You know, I think I I do believe it is an act of faith to pray. You know, to cry out to God, and and even in the story that I referred to in Numbers, you know, He tells Moses, "I've heard the cry of yeah. my people." You know, so there's got to be something something about that crying out. 
You oh, know, yeah. we all we all boys don't cry and and you know be strong and shake it off. But no, man, we need to cry out, and the one that we need to cry out to is is our Creator, is God, our Savior. Absolutely, right? How how could you know? Tell me a little bit about that part. You know, and actually, I love those stories. It's encouraging to me and some of the things I'm going through right now, which I'm sure I can I can share a little bit later. But you know, the Bible says that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Yes. And when we think about worship, right, we think about our hands up in the air and someone strumming a guitar, playing music. But I think that prayer is an act of worship. It's when you stop and when you pray and you confess, Lord, I am too weak to -hmm. solve my own problem. I am too weak to save myself. I'm acknowledging by this prayer, right, that you are God, that you are able, and I'm asking you to deliver me. That is that that act of faith. That is what moves mountains. And there's there's a sense of humility, right? There's a sense of surrender. To, to the one who can solve in that process. And for me, you know, like I said, I believed in, I've believed in Jesus since I was very young, got saved right. very young. But my dad was in a motorcycle gang for 10 years. My family life was, was pretty uh, uneasy. Uh, got a little, what's the word? Uh, there's some turmoil there. Let's put it that right. way, right? And so I didn't really know how to follow the Lord. And so being faced with those trials... Um, no pun intended, court system, right, uh, <laughs> is what put me in a position where I really had to humble myself and surrender and realize, hey, my way, my power, it's not working. Right. I need something from Jesus. But, you know, God is faithful, and he says that those who call upon the Lord will be saved. Yes. And that's what that is. It's, Lord, when we cry out and we say, Jesus, I need you. I'm offering myself as weak. I know I can't do it, but I'm trusting that you are the one and only who can. Man, that's the faith that God responds to. Uh, well, that's that's powerful. That's powerful, and I think if we would if we would get that, um, it would it would it would make a difference because the Bible says if you believe in your heart, but it doesn't keep it there, right? There's another part of that verse. If you believe in your heart and then confess, confess with your, with mouth. your yeah, mouth, absolutely. You know, so they, I think I think that's that's the the teamwork. That's the mm-hmm. two wing, the two wings of the bird. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't just believe. You know, you could believe God will X Y and Z, but you, you have to do more about what you believe. You have to act on your belief system. And you know, when you look at Caleb and Joshua, I love that story, right? Like they didn't just believe God was or that yeah, he could technically do it. They believed he could to such a degree that they were willing to go because mm-hmm. they also believed he would. That's right. And when I look at my uh, progression through ministry, when I became a pastor, I didn't I didn't start with a formal education, going through seminary, all that, right? And uh, looking back, man, I didn't know anything, right? I didn't know what I was doing half the time. But what I did know is that God was faithful. And I believed that regardless of who I was, regardless of, of what I didn't have, that if I offered the little bit that I did have, that bread and, and fish, yeah. right? If I just took the little bit of willingness that I had, God would do something with it for his own glory. And, you know, 10 years later, man, God has done so much. He sent me around the world. He's allowed me to deal with churches of all denominations, of different nationality and languages, to, to found a Bible school, to found a ministry called the Faithful Fishers. And he just continues to bless me in ways that I'm like, this is, this is way beyond me. This yeah. is above my pay grade, you know. But God is just that good. And that's what keeps us humble when we see how God is doing something and he uses us to do it. Amen. 
Amen. You know, because it's not it's not because of it's not because of uh, our strength. It's not because of our good looks. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Even no. though even though we're very good looking in That's this, right. <laughs> it, you know, we look very nice. But uh, it's not because of that. No, uh, it's because of His grace. Mm. You know that, and and I think. That's on his part. On our part, it would it would be because of our availability. That's right. You know, how That's would right. how, let, let's talk about that, and we're going to get to the Bible school. Okay. But but I I, I, I love to use this microphone to minister. Mm. How could we encourage someone that maybe they're doubting, you know, that God can use them? Maybe they're actually feeling the tug, but I'm not worthy. But I'm not studied. Yeah. But I'm not prepared. Yeah. I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to preach. You know, what, what, what would you tell them? You know, one of my favorite stories is in the book of Acts, right? Jesus has died. He's res- resurrected. He's gone to heaven. And the Holy Spirit has been poured out. And John and Peter are preaching the gospel. And so, of course, the, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and all the religious elites, right, they're, they're angry. And so they pull John and Peter in, and they start, you know, questioning them and threatening them. And it says in the books of, book of Acts that when they saw that they were unlearned and untrained men, they knew that they had been with Jesus. And man, I remember reading that for the first time and being like, wow, like if there's ever a life first that I need, <laughs> right? Like that's it. Like I, I might not have, especially at the time, the, the, the education or the know-how, I might have not have been a pastor for so however many years, but man, I've been with Jesus, yeah. And as I continue to seek Jesus again, I just believe that, that he wanted to use me despite me, right? Mm-hmm. Not because I was able or because I was good in myself, but just because that's his plan for all of us is to be useful for the kingdom. And I said, you know what? If the best testimony I can get is he's obviously unlearned, <laughs> but man, he's been with Jesus, that encouraged me yeah. to step out in faith. And so for, for people feeling like, man, I wish I could do something for the Lord. I wish I could somehow serve him, but I'm just not there yet. I just want to let you know, God intentionally picked some of the rowdiest guys in Israel, right? Some fishermen who were untrained, who were unqualified, and just by them being willing to follow, God used those same people to turn the world upside down, okay? And following Jesus is, is, is about knowing how, again, how weak we are so that we're able to turn our eyes and our faith into how strong God is. He doesn't need your education. He doesn't need your know-how, your ability. He needs you to be willing to trust him because people who trust him, the Caleb's and the Joshua's, they were not able in their own strength to go fight giants. They were not better soldiers than any of those other 10 spies who said, there's no way we're going in there. The only difference between them is they were willing to go because they knew their God was with you. And I just want to say this, If you're willing to believe that God is with you today, then I ask that you just pray and say, Lord, I don't know how. I don't even care how, but if you'll use me, please do. And then on the other side of that amen, just start looking for the opportunities to just bless one person, to speak one good word, to to give food to one hungry person. And as you just start putting yourself on the altar for the Lord, he's going to take that little bit of effort, right? He's going to take that little bit of fish and bread, and he's going to multiply it and multiply it and multiply it. And in a couple of years, you're going to look back on your life and be like, how did I even get here? Like, Lord, if these people knew who I would, like, I would not be in this position, right? But that's the glory of the Lord. He takes the base things of the world, right? He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So if you're feeling foolish today, 
you're in a good spot. You qualify. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus can use you. Amen. Wow. And, and I love that you're saying that, uh, especially because of who you are. Yeah. We're here and we're, gonna, we're shifting into Bible school. Which, which is the act of preparing. Absolutely. Hopefully, not just to have knowledge or information, mm-hmm. data. Right. You know, but to get your hands dirty in the work. Absolutely. You know, so tell me a little bit about uh, Living Word Bible School. Yeah, so Living Word Bible School. So in 2016, I created a ministry called Faithful Fishers. Mm-hmm. And the Living Word Bible School is kind of a daughter ministry under that. And the, the original vision God gave me, as I, as, as I began to grow in the Word and I was hungry for the Word, hungry to serve people, and I began to learn and to study, I realized, man, there's so much here to learn, right? And there's so many other people, even young adults and people of every age, that want to know God's Word. They want to serve Him. But where do, they, where do they go to get that? I mean, the traditional route is you've got to go get a four-year degree, right, a bachelor's which most people are never even going to do that, or lots of people won't, I should Mm -hmm. say. And then after a four-year bachelor's, and you probably have a wife and kids and work and these things now, now you have to invest another four years to go to seminary and to get a master. And, like, the money, you know, the time, the effort, that narrows it down to a very small percent of people who are getting this training and this access to what I believe should be free for everyone. Right. If someone seriously wants to serve the Lord, why are we not giving them more opportunities? Right. So we set out to create a curriculum that would be uh, uh, biblically sound, of course. Right. That would be deep and that would be impactful, but also concise. And so the Living Word Bible School was created to train all people in all places to be servants of the Lord. So there's an incredibly low barrier to entry, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not super high tuitions, you know, high education. It's it's available for anybody, but it's going to give someone not only the foundational biblical and theological principles of the faith, it's also going to give them practical tools that they can learn today and use tomorrow to share their faith to make disciples, to even plant churches if that's what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is established to equip the man and woman of God unto his work. And we've been very successful, actually, uh, yeah. since 2016 in doing that. So how do we, how do we find you? You're on, the, you're, on the, you're on the internet where? Right, absolutely. So it's very simple. livingwordbibleschool.org. Um, so you can go there. You can learn more about the ministry. Um, you can also go to faithfulfishers.org. Dot org, and that's our, you know, the parent organization, and learn more about us. Um, we're also on Facebook, so you can look us up there, and uh, there's, there's links to contact us, links to enroll in classes, and uh, we are an online school. Mm-hmm. So when we started, we were at a physical location. We had classes three nights a week, two hours a night, multiple pastors teaching, but even that was a lot, right? right? Again, people are busy. They have families. They have work. And so I began to develop an online platform where now what we do is we have a hybrid system. So if you were to enroll today, mm-hmm. it would cost you a whopping $25 <laughs> for a 10 to 12-week class. Yeah. And uh, you would read one lesson a week. You would do a few assignments just to articulate what you've learned. And then we have one Zoom meeting, typically on Tuesday nights, for an hour. And during that class, we discuss, we share, we interact with each other as students. 
And, you know, like I said, classes are 10 to 12 weeks, and that's our, that's our hybrid format. Yeah. And it's been working very well. We've had students from all over Texas, from Pennsylvania, from North Carolina, from all, from all over the world even, joining our online Bible schools. And just a nice little, you know, seasoning on top of that, we're actually planting Bible schools in 12 countries oh, wow. at the moment and translating our curriculum into different languages because it's, it's been, A, again, very effective, and uh, B, my desire as the founder is I've just had this passion to everything the Lord has given me. I just want to give it away. Yeah. You know, and coming from a poor family, coming from someone who, who didn't have an educational background at first, I always wish there was some way for me to advance, someone to help me. And, and it seemed like there never was. Mm-hmm. And so now God has given me the passion to be that person for others who don't have it. Wow, that's powerful. That you make me think of of Matthew twenty eight, uh, "Go ye" in the in the Holy King James version, uh, and it doesn't qualify that statement any any further. You know, it's not "Go ye no. pastors" or "Go ye educated," right? You know, it's "Go ye." You've had an experience, then go ye. You know, you you've you've had a, you know what God has done in you, then go. That's right. You know, you don't you haven't memorized more than one verse. That's okay, but you know what he did in your life. Absolutely. You know, then then go and I think some of the most effective uh evangelists, if you would, uh that don't carry the title, um have been those that have had the experience and have had the uh, the boldness to go. Right. And so you recruit from that class. You know, so so the Living Word Bible School is recruiting from that class to prepare you to go better. But still go. That's right. You know, to go further. And, uh, and so uh, that, that's super interesting. How can somebody uh, support uh, the Living Word Bible School? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, like I said, our classes are, are only $25. We're, we're basically giving it away for free. Mm-hmm. And internationally, we are giving it away for right. free. In fact, we're spending money to, to just help people in places where they don't have the resource we have. And uh, so the best way to support us, if you want to join us in this work in, in getting God's word to all people in all places, you can go to faithfulfishers.org and you can click on donate. And when that comes up, um, there will be an option for a general outreach fund. Uh, and that link takes you to a drop down menu where you can choose Living Word Bible School as a designation. And anything you give for the Living Word Bible School will go to running the Bible school, not just here uh, domestically in the States, but also to translation work um, into Uganda, into Zimbabwe, Rwanda, India, Nepal, and all the places that we're we're working with leaders currently Mm -hmm. to plant Bible schools, where some of these places, they're ministering to people who have never heard the gospel. Right. I mean, I was in India in October, and he said, hey, as soon as we leave this house, you don't talk about the ministry, <laughs> right? That's right. Uh, because you, you get thrown in jail yeah. for, for going out and evangelizing openly. And so these are the type of people that we're working with to make an impact. Wow. Um, there, there are, I think everybody could get involved in ministry Absolutely. one way or another, you know, and many people have a heart for missions and maybe their time to travel has passed, you know, and that's where I'm saying they can support they can they can go in there and and give a, a love offering or or a monthly seed. Yes, you know because the harvest doesn't grow without the seed. Uh, and so I would love to I would love for for our audience to be able to look into it. You know you want to you want to learn more and uh, get in get into get into it into the into the program. It's online. 
or you want your dollars to make a difference in the world, get into a missions community with a, with a young man that travels the world and, and makes an impact in, in our society. Now, after this, I want to talk to you about somebody that I, I met in, in Africa. I can't remember where he's at right now, but we'll, we'll talk about that and see where he's at compared to where you've been. But uh, invite San Antonio um, to, to join uh, the Bible school. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have a heart, if you have a passion for the Lord, you know, maybe maybe you're like me when I started. I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be an evangelist. But maybe there's a burden on your heart to know more of Jesus and to, at the very least, be able to share and articulate his love and truth with those around you. I want to invite you to just go to livingwordbibleschool.org or find us on Facebook and uh, and enroll in the class or click the contact now. And let's I'd love to talk with you even personally about what you feel is on your heart because our classes are available for anyone. They're not, they're not burdensome on someone's time, even with a busy schedule. And even if you don't have a desire for full-time ministry, to be equipped with the gospel, to be equipped with the word of God, to make a difference in your family with a coworker, with that one person to you who comes to you in life and says, I'm just broken and I'm down and I don't know what to do. To be equipped to bless that one person is enough to, in my opinion, to take a step. Mm-hmm. To see, is this right for me? And for anybody who does want to go into full-time ministry, our graduates have become deacons, pastors, missionaries, Bible study leaders, jail chaplains. Mm. And uh, we're, we're continuing to raise up what I call local missionaries. Yes all over so that they're equipped to serve wherever they are. Amen. That's powerful. Uh, Darren, thank you so much for being part of the program today. And I pray the best for uh, Living Word Bible School. And uh, San Antonio, God bless you. Not only go to church, but get into the Word. And so I would invite you to check out livingwordbibleschool.org. Click around. Give them your information. And if you can, it would be awesome to, to give them an offering so they could do, continue doing their great work. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, San Antonio. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.